Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I'm so glad you chose to join me today because I have two stories that I'm eager to share with you. One new, one old, both featuring animals and the effects they can have on our lives. I don't get to read newly published books very often, so this is a special treat that author Candace Eccles has given me permission to read you her story about Josephine and the quarantine. So I want you to listen very carefully and see how something good can come out of even some things that we may not enjoy, like being quarantined. Josephine and the Quarantine by Candace Eccles. A dog is the friend that Josephine needed. She got on her knees and begged and she pleaded. She cleaned up the yard, she swept and she weeded. But the answer was always the same, no. But mama, she said, I'm a dog lover. Whatever the cost, I'd be happy to cover. I promise I'll share him with my little brother. Dogs shed, was the answer that came. No. In my heart, Mama, I own a puppy. Not a cat or a bird, not a horse or a guppy. I'll gladly trade in my lovey and buppy. They're hyper and tricky to tame. No. The kind little girl was sad and frustrated. She tried to be patient. She waited and waited. Should I ask again? In her mind, she debated. Josephine, something has changed. Whoa. A virus has spread, and now it's worldwide. Some people are sick, but others have died. As Mama talked, she was sad and she sighed. Josephine's heart did the same. Oh. But early next day, I went for a run. I saw zillions of families having oodles of fun. I considered the reasons, and there was just one. Dog adoptions had been arranged. I know. The Jacksons showed me their pooch's new collar. The Brown's dog is smart, so they call him Scholar. The Smith's pup is quick, and he's a real baller. Something in Mama's heart changed. And so... Quarantine makes us feel all alone. But God is still there, and he hears every groan. He wants you to see you are loved, you are known. That is the reason he came. Whoa. I've seen this miracle all over town. Smiles have replaced some tears and some frowns. God shows his love through the puppies around. I think you and I are the same. Oh, we feel God's love when we play with a dog. They are with us to comfort, protect, and to jog. They stay by our side in sunshine or fog. They're like cuddles from God every day.
And so, let's get a dog to remind us what's true. Our Father cares for us when we're blue. Dogs are God's gift for me and for you. Now, all we need is a name, Bo. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. James 1, 17. What a wonderful story that reminds us that no matter what is happening in our lives, God cares and that he sends us good and perfect gifts. The next story is a very old one. As a matter of fact, it was written in 1819 by the Brothers Grimm, and it's remained a favorite German fairy tale for all of these years. It's a story about four aging domestic animals who, after a lifetime of service, are mistreated by their masters. Now, you're going to need to listen especially carefully because I want you to see why did I choose to read these two very different stories, except for one thing, together. So listen carefully now as I read to you this story, The Bremen Town Musicians by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. A certain man had a donkey, which had carried the corn sacks to the mill for many a long year, but his strength was going, and he was growing more and more unfit for work. Then his master began to consider how he might best save his keep, but the donkey, seeing that no good wind was blowing, decided he'd better run away and set out on the road to Bremen. There, he thought, I can surely be town musician. When he'd walked some distance, he found a hound lying on the road, gasping like one who'd run till he was tired. What are you gasping for so, you big fellow? asked the donkey. Ah, replied the hound, I'm old and daily grow weaker and no longer can hunt. My master wanted to kill me, so I took flight. And now here I am. How am I going to earn my bread? I'll tell you what, said the donkey. I'm going to Bremen, and I'm going to be the town musician there. Go with me and engage yourself as a musician. I'll play the lute, and you can beat on the kettle drum. The hound agreed, and on they went. Before long, they came to a cat sitting on the path with a face like three rainy days. Now then, old shaver, what's gone askew with you? asked the donkey. Who can be merry when his neck is in danger? answered the cat. Because I'm now getting old and my teeth are worn to stumps, I prefer to sit by the fire rather than hunt after mice. My mistress wanted to drown me, so I ran away. But now good advice is scarce. Where can I go? Go to Bremen. You understand night music, so you can be a town musician. The cat thought well of it, and he went with them. After this, the three fugitives came to a farmyard, where a cock was sitting upon the gate, crowing with all his mouth. Your crow goes through and through one, said the donkey. What is the matter? I have been foretelling fine weather, 
said the cock, but guests are coming for Sunday, so the housewife has no pity, and she's told the cook that she intends to eat me in the soup tomorrow, and this evening I'm to have my head cut off. Now I'm crowing at the top of my lungs while still I can. Ah, but Red Comb, said the donkey, you had better come away with us. We're going to Bremen. You have a good voice, and if we make music together, it must have some quality. The cock agreed to this plan, and all four went on together. They couldn't reach the city of Bremen in one day, however, and in the evening they came to a forest where they meant to pass the night. The donkey and the hound laid themselves down under a large tree. The cat and the cock settled themselves in the branches, but the cock flew right to the top where he was most safe. Before he went to sleep, he looked round on all four sides and thought he saw in the distance a little spark burning. So he called out to his companions that there must be a house not far off, for he saw a light. The donkey said, if so, we'd better get up and go now, for the shelter here is bad. The hound thought good, too, and that a few bones from some meat on him would do some good. So they made their way to the place where the light was, and soon they saw it shine brighter and grow larger until they came to a well-lighted robber's house. The donkey, as the biggest, went to the window and looked in. "'What do you see, my gray horse?' asked the cock. "'What do I see?' answered the donkey. "'A table covered with good things to eat and drink, "'and robbers sitting at the table enjoying themselves.' "'That would be a good sort of thing for us,' said the cock. "'Yes, yes, uh, uh, if only we were there,' said the donkey. "'Then the animals took counsel together "'how they should manage to drive away the robbers, "'and at last they thought of a plan.' The donkey was to place himself with his four feet upon the window ledge, the hound to jump on the donkey's back, the cat was to climb upon the dog, and the cock was to fly up on the head of the cat. When this was done, at a given signal, they began to perform their music together. The donkey brayed, the hound barked, the cat meowed, and the cock crowed. Then they burst through the window into the room, shattering the glass. At this horrible din, the robbers sprang up, thinking no otherwise than that a ghost had come in and fled in a great fright out into the forest. The four companions now sat down at the table, well content with what was left, and ate as if they were going to fast for a month. As soon as the four minstrels had done, they put out the light, and each sought for himself a sleeping place according to his nature. The donkey laid himself down upon some straw in the yard, the hound behind the door, the cat upon the hearth near the warm ashes, and the cock perched himself upon a beam of the roof. Being tired from their long walk, they soon went to sleep. When it was past midnight, the robbers saw from afar that the light was no longer burning in their house, and all appeared quiet. The captain said, we ought not to have let ourselves be frightened out of our wits, and ordered one of them to go and examine the house. The messenger, finding all still, went into the kitchen to light a candle. 
taking the glistening, fiery eyes of the cat for live coals. He held a match to them to light it, but the cat did not understand the joke and flew in his face, spitting and scratching. He was dreadfully frightened and ran to the back door, but the dog who lay there sprang up and bit his leg. As he ran across the yard, the donkey gave him a smart kick with his hind foot. The cock, too, who had been awakened by the noise and had become lively, cried down from the beam, Cock-a-doo-doo! Then the robber ran back as fast as he could to his captain and said, Oh, there's a horrible witch sitting in the house who spat on me and scratched my face with her long claws. By the door stands a man with a knife who stabbed me in the leg in the yard. There lies the black monster who beat me with a wooden club. And above on the roof sits the judge who called out, Bring the rogue here to me. So I got away as well as I could. After this, the robbers never again dared enter the house, but it suited the four musicians of Bremen so well that they did not care to leave it any more. And the mouth of him who last told this story is still warm. (laughs) And that is the story of the Bremen Town musicians. Now, why do you suppose I chose these stories together? Well, one... I wanted us to see how that God has given us these wonderful animals to serve us or to be our pets and to love and to care for. And what a terrible thing that it was that that these animals, as they grew older, were so mistreated by their owners. I'm going to close our story time today with a short little poem by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. He prayeth best who loveth best all things both great and small. For the dear God who loveth us, he made and loveth all. Thank God for all the wonderful creatures that he has put in our lives. God bless you, and I hope you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner soon.